Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians 14, and we want to continue with this series that we've been on, What the Spirit Says. And uh, this will be uh, part four. First Corinthians chapter 14 and uh, verse 10. The Apostle Paul says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification, or none of them are unmeaning. So he states that there are many kinds of voices in the world. None of them are without signification. None of them are unmeaning. None of them mean nothing. All right? The Fenton translation says none of them are meaningless. None of them are meaningless. So we've said this, but we'll say it again. There are no statements or words that we hear that do not mean something or that are insignificant. If you're hearing it, it has the potential to affect you. All right? And we'll get more into this uh, as as we, we, we go on in this message. But if I'm hearing something, it has the potential to affect me. All right? In, in whatever area. And very often, because of that, I have to be very selective about what I hear. Very selective about what I hear. Uh, seven times to seven different churches in Asia Minor, Jesus said, uh, He that hath ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. All right. What the Spirit says. Right? Because if I'm hearing everything that's being said, it's going to affect me. Hallelujah. Jesus said we should be hearing what the Spirit says. Now here's here's where I might camp for a while. One reason this is so critical because what you hear will influence the way you think. And what you think will determine your perception. The Lord told me some years ago, He gave me this this, uh, uh, phrase, Think, see, be. He said, the way you think is the way you're going to see, and that's how you're going to be. And you can't, yeah, that never changes. If you think it, you'll see it, and then you'll be it. That works in the positive realm, and it works in the negative realm. Because that determines your perception. How you perceive things. Hallelujah. If, if I'm hearing the wrong thing about certain things, it's developing a perception in me. And the danger with that is I'll start thinking that's normal. Right? If, if you're hearing 
the worldly side of things and you hear it long enough, it'll start sounding normal to you. Amen. Are you with me? I mean, I, I, I have an illustration. We have generations now that have grown up with same-sex marriage. Right? And to them, it's normal. Because that's what they hear. They, 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 they hear it everywhere. They, they hear this statement, well, you can't help who you love. So it's normal. Well, see, it's, it's shaping perception. Amen. It's shaping perception. We have, we have generations of people that think things like abortion on demand, that that's normal. And, and people that will actually say, that's my right. Well, they heard it long enough until it shaped their perception. Right? How, how does a minister go from preaching the Word of God in truth and preaching the Word of God straight down the line and then somewhere in his life his theology starts shifting, right? And then he starts getting over into all of this, you know, uh, uh, mess that there's no hell and, and, you know, the only people in hell are the people that Jesus' blood was not strong enough to reach them. Teaching that. Because if you listen to something long enough, it'll start making sense. I got to be selective about what I listen to. That, that's in any, in any area. Do you see this? That, that's in any area. Because you do not see things the way they are. You see things the way you are. And if, if, I, if, I, if I'm seeing it a certain way, it's because I am that way. Amen. And so it shapes the perception. Right? And what that person is saying is normal, if you listen to it long enough, you'll start perceiving it that way. That, that's, any, that's, that's in anything. What did the Spirit say? When, when, when you, Pastor Michelle's been preaching uh, uh, living in the realm of answers. That's so, that's so important because the Holy Spirit will give you the answer before you ever get in the circumstance. Yes, sir. And I've got I've to go back and say, what did the Spirit say? What, what was the Holy Spirit telling me? Nancy Dufresne said that... Uh, when they came and told her that doctor had went to heaven, he'd been in that plane crash and had went to heaven, uh, she said, the first thing I did was go back and ask myself, what have I been preaching on? Because the answer was in what she was ministering. And the, what she had been preaching on was not getting in your head, not looking for answers in your head, looking in your spirit. Right? Amen. The Holy Spirit will give you the answer. Jesus told His disciples, He said, when, when the day comes that they pull you before the council and they accuse you and they say all these things about you, He said, don't rehearse what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will give you the answer in that day. Right? But, but if I'm listening to, to everybody's opinion, Amen. 
Well, but you know, they're the experts. And? Well, you know, Pastor, a million people can't be wrong. Oh, yes, they can. They can be very wrong. And one person can be very right. It's, it's, it's what the Spirit is saying to me. See, I want the Spirit shaping my perception. I want the Spirit directing me. Does, do you see this? Hallelujah. And, and I've had people say to me, yeah, but you know what you're saying, but these people know what they're talking about. Well, I believe the Holy Spirit knows what He's talking about. Amen. Amen. If it comes between me having to choose between what you say and what the Holy Spirit says, I'm sorry, I love you, but the Holy Spirit gets my vote every time. Why? Because He's never failed me. He's never been wrong. Amen. So that's so critical because what you hear will influence the way you think and what you think will shape your perception. Amen. And, and, and a lot of what we're seeing in the world right now is because of what people have heard all their lives. Amen. Amen. You know, you can grow up with an image of yourself that is a low image and a, and a, and a, a bottom feeding image because of how people talk to you and what you hear. I just recently reread George Washington Carver's autobiography, The Man Who Talked to Flowers. You know, he didn't know who either one of his parents were. Both of them were slaves, and he didn't know who either one of them was. They both died. And so uh, the farmer that they were on their farm, Mr. Carver, took him, in, took him and, and his brother in, loved them, treated them good. Amen. But he, he, didn't know, he didn't know anything. But here's the thing. No matter what they called him, no matter what they said, no matter how hard it was, he goes to a college. He's one of the top students, but he's living in a shed uh, in somebody's backyard. Amen. Making top grades, honor tops in his class. He never allowed what people said to affect what he believed he could be. Because he said, I talk to the Spirit and the Spirit tells me. Are you following me? And so when you got a group of people that are starting to hear what the Spirit says about them, then, then race goes out the window, color goes out the window, how I was raised, what you think, what they think, all goes out the window. Everybody's looking for change in our nation from the political arena. And folks, listen, until the political arena is affected by the spiritual arena, they don't have any answers. Amen. Are you following me? Because what we're hearing a lot of right now is, well, we need reform and we need police reform and we need this. Listen, I'm not saying there doesn't need to be some changes, but here's the thing that I'm saying. How far did the changes go? We got people talking about defunding police departments and defunding the, 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 the police all throughout the United States. Here's the point that I'm making. You hear that long enough and it'll make sense. And nothing changed. Nothing changed. 
They can defund every police department in America, and it will not change the prejudice overtones that certain people have. It won't change it. Because that's what they have heard. And so now you got people out protesting against what they call racism, and they're being racist protesting racism because of what they're hearing. Am I helping you with this? What did the Spirit say? Here's what the Spirit say, said, God made us all of one blood. You know, the Bible never talks about races, ever. It talks about kindreds, tribes, and tongues. It's, it's modern translations that put races in there. When God looks at us in His building tonight, He doesn't see different races. He sees people made of one common blood, one common DNA structure. Every one of us in this room have the same common natural father, Adam. Every one of us in here naturally can trace our descendancy back to Adam and back to Eve. Spiritually, we have all one descendancy as well. Father God and Jerusalem. The Bible says that holy spiritual Jerusalem is the mother of us all. You got to hear what the Spirit's saying. Am I helping you? Notice in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, that what I'm, what I'm teaching and preaching here tonight, that doesn't go over well with some people because it requires change. It requires change. I, I was not raised, I'll say that, Lord, I don't know why he has me here for a moment. I was not raised with prejudice. It was, it was banned in my home. Thank God. So I never, anybody of, 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 of any different ethnicity or different color skin, I never thought anything about it. Amen. Now I know everybody wasn't that way. On both sides of the fence. There are black folk raised thinking white folk were pretty good. Right? Am I making sense? But, but, but here, here's the thing. So I wasn't raised that way. So it was never an issue for me. Thank you, Jesus. Right? So I never heard it. It never had the chance to influence my thinking. When I got around people that talked ugly about other ethnicities and people with other color of skin, it was foreign to me. It hurt me. It bothered me. Because you're, you're actually putting this person on a lower level because of the way they look, because of the color of their skin, because of where they're from, makes no sense. But if you hear it long enough, it makes sense. Right? Well, we want to hear what the Spirit's saying. Amen? 1 Timothy 4 and verse 1, he says, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils now notice what it says the spirit the woos bible says speaks expressly that in the last strategic epochal periods of time 
Some will depart from the faith. Now that's important. Some will depart from the faith. And it says why? Giving heed to spirits that lead one into error and the teachings of demons. Now notice that. The Spirit speaks this expressly. That in the latter times, are we in the latter times? That some shall depart from the faith. Why? Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils or doctrines of demons. The Amplified Bible says giving attention to. Now think about this. What makes a person depart from the faith? What they're giving their attention to. Right? People say, I don't know what happened to that old boy. He backslid, went away from God. I know. He's listening to something wrong. Are you with me? Is this all right? Y'all okay with this? That's good because that's all we got. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. He, he, he said he's giving heed. So in order to give heed to something or give my attention to something, I've got to listen to it. I've got to listen to it. And notice what the result can be. Departure from the faith. I used to believe this, but I don't believe that anymore because I heard this and now I believe this. I've had people say things like this to me. Well, I used to believe in all that healing stuff. I used to believe in prosperity. Yeah, I used to believe like that. Well, what happened? They listened to something that changed their mind. And it wasn't what the Spirit was saying. I've come under fire over the last almost 23 years now. People say, he, is, he, he won't change what he's uh, uh, saying or believing. I've had people tell me that. You won't even read a book that's of a different opinion. No, I won't. Well, it won't hurt you. Paul said it can cause you to depart from the faith. See, there again, somebody's lying. I choose whoever's saying it's okay. Right? The enemy wants our attention. And he does that by talking. Are you with me? He wants your attention. And uh, he does that through a diff- few different ways. I've seen a, a big rise in, in this uh, people talking all kind of conspiracy theories. Right? I mean, all the way from, from the earth is flat and, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, that uh, uh, everything that the world is facing is, you know, that the FBI is involved in it and, and it's all a secret plot. And <laughs> I know sometimes you look around, there might be some validity to that, but, but here's, here's the point. That's not what you're supposed to give your attention to. Right? Because that that can hinder you. Here's why. It causes you to question everything. Causes you to question everything. 
And if that's what you hear enough of, question everything. Question everything. If they say this, question it. If they say this, question it. Then when your pastor says something, first thing you do is question it. When a man or a woman of God says something, the first thing you do is question it. When they get up and they say it's God's will to heal every time. Uh, now, you really think? See, that'll talk you out of what the Spirit's trying to say. It's not that I can't be wrong. It's not that you're, you, you can't question anything I say. It's if it comes from the Word and it comes from the Holy Spirit, nobody has a right to question it. People say, well, I have a right to my opinion. Not when it comes to this. Not when it comes to the Word. We don't have a right to our own opinion when it comes to the Word. Because what the Word said is what the Word said. Because if you believe that, then you might come to the opinion someday that there's some other way to God but Jesus. Well, I can't do that. Amen? So the enemy wants our attention. News. He wants to get you overwhelmed with what's going on in the news. What the Spirit says. You know, the Spirit said to us at the beginning of this year, this was the year of expectation, manifestation, and transformation. That's what the Holy Spirit said. He also went on in that word, and he said in 2020 that it would be a year that those that stood on and for the word would see a manifestation of the word in their lives like they'd never seen before. In 2020. Now, the same people that will say none of this caught God off guard well, if we really believe none of this caught God off guard, then everything He promised us is still going to come to pass. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I'm telling you I'm seeing it. I, I do the finances in our life, in our, in our home, in our family, and I'm telling you the first six months of this year have been better financially than any year in the last 23 years. The first six months. Why? Because I'm expecting a manifestation. Amen. Somebody will say something. And, and if I don't, usually I'll say it right back to them. But somebody will say something, I'll go, that's not what the Spirit said. I had a person text me and say, well, you know, so-and-so said this was going to go on for this long. And I texted him right back. I said, yeah, but the man of God said it'd be over quicker than anybody thought. Amen. Well, Pastor, you know, you know, isn't, isn't that a little harsh? What did the Spirit say? He said that some would give heed to things that would cause their faith to be turned upside down. Amen. Yeah, but again, they're the experts. You know, you get all those minds together, they all can't be wrong. Yes, they can. How many times have you seen things occur in our nation that shocked the experts? It was supposed to go this way, and it just, it didn't go. It didn't happen. What did the Spirit say? Say it out loud. I want to know what the Spirit said. Now, in 1 Timothy 4, you're right there, verse 6. He said, If you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ. 
nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto you have attained. So notice something. Hearing faith words nourish. Years ago, over 20 years ago, I heard Brother Copeland say that. Faith words nourish. So notice what builds you up and what nourishes you. Words of faith. Words of faith. Hallelujah. Good doctrine. That's what I need to be listening to, words of faith. Good doctrine. Why? That's what's going to keep me strong. That's what's going to nourish me. You know, there are things that you can eat in the natural that will fill you, but they won't nourish you. There's no, there's no substance to it. There's no vitamin help. There's no energy in it. It's, it's, it's just filler. Amen. You understand? But it doesn't nourish you. I need what's going to nourish me, not what's, not what's going to fill me with what somebody else is saying. Verse 7 of the same chapter says, but refuse. Now there's something I'm supposed to listen to and something I'm supposed to refuse. Refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself rather unto godliness. One translation says, be quick to abstain from senseless translate, tra- uh, traditions and legends, but instead be engaged in the training of truth that brings righteousness. Mm-hmm. Notice, be quick to abstain from them. What's that, got, what's that got to do with what the Spirit said? The reason to abstain from those things is they provide no spiritual nourishment. They'll deplete you. He said, avoid them. He said, listen to words of faith and avoid things that provide no spiritual nourishment. Now, that, that, that may be elementary, but here's the thing. Everything you hear is vying for your attention. If you've ever been in a conversation with someone, maybe a coffee shop or a restaurant, and there's somebody, another couple or another group sitting next to you and they're in a conversation, right? If you're not careful... You'll hear something over there that'll grab your attention, and you're in a conversation here, but you're hearing what's going on over here. And it may not even be anything bad that they're saying, but it will take you away from why you're there. Right? If I want to hear what you're saying, you've got my attention. I'm looking you in the eye. I'm paying attention to you. Right? Amen. And if I'm trying to listen to everything, they call it being well-rounded in the world. Well, you know, you want to be well-rounded. No, I want to be nourished up in the words of faith. Right? And all this other stuff, I want to avoid it. When the King James uses the word profane, all right, verse 7, it said, but profane and old wives' fables, avoid them, refuse them. Well, anytime something's profane, it's no good. Amen. 
When, you know, the word profanity, you know, we think cussing. Profanity is just empty speech. Words that mean nothing, words that serve no purpose. There, there are things that are out there vying for our attention that serve no purpose in the believer's life. Right? There are opinions that don't matter. What The opinion that matters, what did the Spirit say? What did the Spirit say to me? What did He declare to me? Hallelujah. In uh, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2. And uh, verse 23. Now it's important to remember that Paul's writing all this to a pastor. And he's telling a pastor to avoid all these things. I don't think pastors should use their pulpit to get political. And understand what I mean by that. To just get up and, and, and pound their agenda. What we're, what we're supposed to do is feed the sheep. Right? And there's right and wrong in all those arenas. But Paul tells Timothy here to avoid these things. He says, verse 23, Foolish... And unlearned questions avoid, knowing they do gender stripes. Mm. Avoid them. Then in verse 16 of the same chapter, he says, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Mm. That word babbling, it means vain discussion of empty and useless matters. Notice what he says. He says, shun that. Avoid it. Put it away from you. That's important. Because it's empty and useless. The two things that we should watch the most are the words we hear and the words we say. If I can control what's going in and I can control what's coming out, I can control my life. But if I'm loose with what I hear and loose with what I say, I'm going to destroy my life. Amen. There, there are people tonight that are, that are going to not rest because of what they've listened to all day long. And then there are going to be people that get up tomorrow and go to work and try to produce a blessing in a life they're consistently cursing with their mouth. Going to work and expecting something good to happen when they're constantly saying nothing good happens for us. If anybody goes broke, it'll be us. If anything goes wrong, it happens to me. Everybody else gets a raise, but not me. Well, they're killing, they're destroying their life. And the problem with that, everybody in their family's hearing that. Their kids are hearing that. Their grandchildren are hearing that. Their wife is hearing that. Their husband's hearing that. And that's affecting them. And then you got generations growing up believing nothing good happens to us. Our family just has the mark of Cain on it. Nothing good ever happens to us. Because of what they heard. Mm 
Remember that song we used to sing as little kids? Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, Pastor, that's just a little nursery rhyme. Right, but how true is it? Nobody, I don't believe nobody in here is going to go up. Now, if you do, I'm not mad at you. I mean, because I don't, I don't know what you have on in your car. You know, but I don't believe there's anybody going to go out here and turn on your car and, and turn on some whiskey drinking, women chasing songs. Right? Don't you raise your hand. Pass like, oh, no, no. <laughs> right? Because that, that affects... Obviously, we know my perception. When I, when I was a boy growing up, you know, they, 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 the big thing was, was backward masking, and they were, they were exposing, you know, these different music, what happened if you played it backwards. But they, they found something out that when you played a country music record backwards, you got everything back. You got your wife back and your car back and your dog. <laughs> That's a little humor, very little. But, but, but what you hear, hallelujah, what, what I'm hearing is affecting my perception. So there's, there's nothing good about that. Why? Because it'll affect my perception. Amen. I remember when I was in high school, there was a song by a certain man, and it, it, the title of it was Sad Songs. Turn them on. Turn on those sad songs. When all hope is gone, just tune in and turn them on. Right? Oh, my goodness. And you could just see somebody sad, just crawling up in bed and turning on some sad songs. You know that saying, misery loves company? That's, that's not a scripture. <laughs> right? But people will say that. Well, you know, misery loves company. <laughs> he says, shun that. Avoid it. Amen. Get away from it. It's, it's a vain discussion. It's empty. It's useless. It's, it's, not, gonna, it's not going to help you. He said, avoid that, shun it, put it away from you. Why? There's things I need to be hearing, and it's not that. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, in 2 Timothy 2, 2 Timothy 2, verse 17. It talks about these, pe these people that are saying profane and vain babblings. It says, their word will eat as doth a canker. That's gangrene. Notice what it says. Those words will start eating away at you. I've had people come to me and say, well, you know, they said. But what did the Spirit say? Now, I, I mean, I'm not treating this lightly because of the power of words. I know that people are saying things and there's things that you hear that sometimes you can't avoid, but you can shun them. You can get away from them. And because notice what he said. 
He said, it eats like gangrene. The book of Proverbs says that the, the words of a talebearer go down into the innermost parts of the, of the spirit, and they're bitter. They eat you up. Amen. You, you can't listen to gossip. You can't hear people gossip about somebody and not perceive that person differently. It's impossible. You can't. Because it eats away. Amen. I've had, I've had a rule in my ministry for years. My ears aren't garbage cans. I don't listen to what people say. I don't, I, don't, I don't talk about other ministers. When people come and they say, well, what about this guy? He failed. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to know. Yeah, but what he did was wrong. That's between him and God. Who am I to judge another man's servant? He'll have to stand before God for what he did. You will never get a better way in your life by being glad when somebody else messes up. You just won't. You should always be looking to make a friend, not having a fight. That's, that's my opinion. The Lord helped me with this one time. Is this all right? Because uh, I had a, a, a friend of mine that uh, got in some trouble in his ministry. And he got in some trouble. Uh, he uh, had some infidelity and ended up having a divorce and, and uh, uh, was past, pastor of a large church in the southern, well, we're in the southern part of the United States, but way down south, Florida. Pastor of a large church, was very, very well known in that region and, and hosted TBN and, and uh, uh, was an acquaintance of mine. We were a part of the same ministerial fellowship for a while. And uh, in any event, uh, he went through the divorce and, and went through some semblance of restoration and kept pastoring his church. But it was some months after that, he went to do a leadership conference in New York and, and died in his hotel room. Well, the coroner's report came out and he had, he had died of an overdose of heroin. He had been delivered from heroin and went back to it. And I was, I was looking at some information about that. You know, he was a, an acquaintance of mine. And, and the Lord spoke to me and he said, Philip, he said, uh, don't study failures. He said, you can't expect to succeed studying how other men failed. He said, spend your time studying the ones that did it right and succeeded. Now listen, why is that important? Be careful what you're hearing. What did the Spirit say? I, 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 was, I was in church one night and, and somebody came up to me and they said, well, we're not going to support this minister, are you? Are we? I mean, I, I, you know, after all, I mean, they got into all of this and they this and they that. Well, I don't know if they did or not. You got to be careful what you're hearing. What did the Spirit say? The Spirit said, don't touch my prophets. Don't do them any harm. Never, ever be the reason somebody fell. Amen. Yeah, but they were wrong. And again, that's between them and their maker. Right? So you got to be careful what you're hearing. Oh, glory. Now, so he went on and said, Who concerning the truth have erred, 
saying the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Notice what they heard overthrew their faith. Overthrow the faith of some, the literal Greek means turned upside down the faith of some. So what I listen to can affect my faith to the point that it's turned upside down. What I hear. You see that? What I hear. I taught a series one time called Four Benefits of Church Membership. And uh, one of the benefits, there's perfection, per- perfection, protection, promotion, and provision in the local church. And I talked about the protection aspect of being in the local church with good teaching and, and solid uh, men and women of God. And I made this statement that you should immediately shut down any talk that's derogatory about your pastor or other people in the church. You shut it down. Why? Because it'll eat away at you. I say it'll eat away at you. It can overthrow people's faith. I had a young man in the church one time that had been delivered. Oh my goodness, he had been delivered by the power of God. I remember when he got born again, Easter Sunday morning. And, and he was there, he was all bruised up because he'd, he, had, he had just got out of jail because he'd gotten a fight with the police. And uh, he didn't come out on the good end of it. And uh, uh, he was there, gave his life to the Lord. I mean, instantly delivered. Got delivered of drugs, got delivered. I mean, you know, it was the kind of deliverance you didn't have to tell him that there were certain things he needed to quit doing. He just knew. And uh, man got born again, changed his life. Him and his, I did him and his wife's wedding ceremony. It is the most anointed wedding I've ever been a part of. I mean, they were praying in tongues. People were crying. Uh, the Holy Spirit was so strong, people were about to fall out. It was just beautiful. And, uh, but his mother came to town. And she said, uh, would you go to church with me today? And so uh, he said, yeah, I will. You know, and he asked me about it, talked to me. I said, well, you know, I mean, it's your mom. I, I mean, I'm not saying church is church, but, you know, you, you, if you feel like you need to go, uh, I'm not going to tell you not to. That's not my place. To, to run your life. And so he went. And uh, uh, he didn't come back Sunday night, which I really didn't expect him, but then Wednesday he came, and he came back, and he came back with a book that was published some years ago called Counterfeit Revival. And it was, it was by a guy who called himself the Bible Answer Man. And uh, it was a, a real derogatory uh, uh, view of the word of faith. And he had that book, I'll never forget, and he had that book, and he said... Uh, This book has caused me to question everything I believe. The pastor of the church he went to, he asked him, where do you go to church? He said, faith builders. He goes, oh, okay, I got something for you. And he took him, gave him that book. A new convert. That young man backslid. Lost his marriage. About three years after that, he came to the church. Young man that was coming to church knew him, and he came into town. He came to the church. He sat in my office, a shell of his former self. And I did everything I could do to talk to him about getting back in church and getting back where God had blessed him before. And he he promised me he would. The problem is three weeks later, somebody put a forty-five to his chest and killed him. Now, I wonder what that pastor is going to say 
when he stands before God, having had overthrew the faith of that young man. Because of what he heard. Now, people will say, well, he should have known better. Maybe, maybe so. But what about what was said? What I say that people hear can affect them. It can affect them. So I've got, I've got to be cautious. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Scripture tells us how to avoid this. In 1 Timothy 4. Verse 13. 1 Timothy 4, 13. He tells Timothy, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that's in you, given by, the, by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them, that your profiting may appear uh, to all, take heed to yourself, to the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing so you will save yourself and them that hear you. So the first thing Paul says to give attendance to is reading the Word. The tra Passion Translation says, be diligent to devour the Word of God. This, this is how Scripture tells me to avoid that is by devouring the Word of God. Every believer needs a working knowledge of the Word of God. You've you got to have a working knowledge of the Word of God. You've got to know what the Word of God says. I taught a series one time, the gist of it, the, the, the core of it was what does the Scripture say? What's the Word say? Over and over again, Paul said that. They would say this and he'd go, yeah, but what's the Scripture say? The King James says, what saith the Scripture? Jesus said over and over again to the religious leaders, you're an heir not knowing the scriptures. That's important. Amen. Amen. My grandmother used to quote this scripture all the time. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Well, you know, that's not a scripture. That's just a saying. My grandmother did not know the scriptures on, on my dad's side. Didn't know the scriptures. Amen. If you're devouring the Word of God, you're hearing the right thing. I mean, folks, I'm telling you, especially in the days we live in, not just this season of the last days, last days period. Listen, it needs to be in your car. It needs to be on your TV. It needs to be in your ear going to bed. It needs to be in your ear going up. Why? Getting up. Why? Because th these doctrines of devils, this deception is being shouted from every rooftop. We see more of this going on right now than we ever have before. And the way to avoid that is to make sure what I'm hearing is the Word of God. Amen. Uh, 2 Timothy, you're right there. In chapter 2 and verse 15, he says, Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Notice he says, here's what you do. Here's how you avoid this. Study the word. Study the word. Stay in the word. Hallelujah. And that, that again can be a given. You know, especially for us word people. Well, yeah, study the word. Yeah, but I mean study the word. I tell people all the time, read your Bible. Don't just read your Bible. 
I mean, you remember the scripture in Acts chapter 9, right? When Paul's on the road to Damascus and got knocked off his horse. Remember that? Problem is, there's no horse in that chapter. No horse to get knocked off of. Now, how many, how many people have went to services and heard wall-climbing sermons about Paul getting knocked off his horse? And the light came down, <laughs> knocked him off his horse, <laughs> laid him down on the ground. <laughs> and I want you to know, right? And there's no horse in the chapter. Well, I won't go to hell if I believe there's a horse. No, but you won't know what the scripture said. And if they're putting a horse in that chapter, what else are they adding? You've got to study. I don't do your studying for you. You've got to study. I study to feed you. I study to feed myself. That's why you've got a notebook. That's why you've got a Bible. That's why you're here tonight. That's why we put it on the screen. We don't put it on the screen so you don't have to bring your Bible. We put it on the screen so you can see what the Bible says. And make sure that what you're hearing lines up with what the Scripture says. Amen. Let, 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 let's read this last verse here. 2 Timothy 2.25 He says, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Notice this. This is how important this is. That they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive or taken alive by him at his will. So the result of studying and devouring the word is I'm able to instruct other people. And notice what the result will be. Then they can acknowledge the truth. They can be granted repentance. You see why it's so important to hear the truth? Because if you don't hear the truth, if you don't acknowledge it, you can't get repentance. Amen. But when I hear the truth, I can repent. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And notice, recover themselves and escape out of the snare of the devil. who are taken captive by him at his will. There are people that because of what they're hearing, that's not truth, the devil can just come in and take them captive whenever he wants. But for 20-something sermons, you heard about our authority. And you know you don't have to put up with it. Amen. It's, it's, it's not a boast about me. It's the Word of God. When, when, you, when, when you hear that you can, it's possible for you to give no place to the devil, that's liberating. He, no more chains. No more bondage. No more destruction in my life. It's what I'm hearing. And so, as I'm closing... No, 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 no matter what it may be, if it goes contrary to the word, you shouldn't listen to it. Amen. Yeah, but you know, I like this guy. Yeah, but is what he's saying what the Spirit says? If it's not, I had a good friend of mine one time tell me, oh, I really listen to this, this minister on the radio, and oh, I enjoy him. And I looked at him, I said, why would you do that? 
And he looked at me like I was funny. And I said, that guy teaches that speaking in tongues is not for us. That it passed away. Yeah, but he's a nationally known, internationally known figure. It doesn't matter. Why would you sit and listen to somebody tell you that something Jesus said would be your comforter, your guide, right, your helper? Why would you listen to someone teach that an experience that Paul said edified you and built you up that you could pray in tongues when you didn't know what to pray for? Why would you listen to somebody tell you that's not for you? But it didn't hurt me. Not yet. Not yet. But let's just say, I'll end with this. I just come up to you, dear sister, and I have a steaming pan of brownies. You like chocolate? You like chocolate? Okay, I'll use you. You like chocolate. And uh, it's got chocolate drizzled on the top. It's gooey chocolate in the middle. And I come up to you and I say, do you want a brownie? What would you say? And then I say, now wait, before you tell me, let me tell you what's in it. And milk and eggs and sugar and chocolate. You want one? You sure? Oh, there's one more ingredient. There's just a little cow manure in it. You want a brownie? Smart girl. Now, people say, but pastor, you know, that's, that's, no, that, that's what listening to a little bit of unbelief is. Putting up with the manure because I like the chocolate. You can't do that because your subconscious is grabbing that. And then the first opportunity the enemy has to bring it up. Maybe there's a delay in something you're believing for. See there, that name it and claim it, it don't work. Amen. Hallelujah. And, I, and I've had people say that about me. You're one of them name it and claim it guys. And I say yes, and I blabbed it and grabbed it too. Confessed it and possessed it. All of the above. Because if you just stay with what changed your life, that's it. Word of faith changed my life. Changed my life. Dramatically changed my life. And I don't, I don't see any reason to change dance partners now. Amen? I've been doing this for almost 30 years, and it works. So praise God. Stand up, everybody. I hope you received tonight. I did. Hallelujah.